to the blood bot the word of god is a constant companion that lives and functions in and outside the body in a very real and spiritual way the sweet psalmist of israel writes in psalms 119:97 oh how love i thy law it is my meditation all the day the skeptics ridicule the born against claim that they communicate with even talk to god and that he directs their life on a daily basis. Mock though they may, it is all true. Consider Psalms 37, 23, and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. God orders his children's steps. How about Psalms 34, 7? The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. It should be of no surprise that the believer's heavenly father is so attentive to their needs. The human DNA that houses the instructions for the construction of your physical body, according to estimations, would fill 500 books of 2,000 pages each, 1 million total pages. The most minuscule of details has been choreographed by our Creator to create this physical and very temporary human life. Surely, it exceeds the imagination's ability to understand God's marvelous instructions to create and develop the eternal soul. To the born again, this magnificent relationship with their Father is above, far above real. Their steps are ordered by God and His angels and camp around them. Sound fantastical? Fantastic it is. Have you been born again? John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except that man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Will today be the day of your second birth, this time of the Spirit of God? Today all your sin and shame can be erased and all of Satan's bondages broken, and I mean all of them. Today, as the prophet Joel writes in chapter 3, verse 14, you are in the valley of decision. Choose life and live. Choose now. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalm seventy-four, thirteen and 14, Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces, and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. God said, Jeremiah fifty-one, thirty-four, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. God said, Luke sixteen twenty three and 24, And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. God said, John chapter 1, verse 4 and 9, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. 
Man said, there is no life after death. When it's over, it's over. So eat, drink, and be merry. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 948, that will once again certify the absolute inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as weapons of warfare in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you and your house. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God said, man said features. Number one, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, Use the tell-a-friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 351 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Number four, sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. The focus of God said, man said, is not to convince people that there is a God. The vast majority of the world believes in one. This ministry stands in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of whom Revelation 19.13 says, His name is called the Word of God. It is established here beyond reasonable doubt that the God of the Holy Bible is God above all gods, and that by His Son Christ Jesus He created all things. This is feature 28 in the Jot and Tittle series. Prepare for seven more exciting God proofs. God proof number 208, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The God of the world's academics by a vast majority is evolution. They view all of life through the ends of unbelief. Conversely, the redeemed view all of life through the eyes of faith. Two different beginnings, two different conclusions, and two very different ends. Two of the foundational and unsupported premises on which evolution is built are, one, the doctrine of uniformitarianism, and two, the dinosaur. In geology, the theory of uniformitarianism basically states the gradual, measurable changes in the Earth's visible, notable history is the key to understanding its past. Unfortunately, two provable and supernatural events took place in the past that obliterate uniformitarianism. One is the six-day creation, and the other is the global, world-destroying flood in the days of Noah. A second foundational pin of evolution is the dinosaur. In the Bible, these creatures are called dragons, leviathan, behemoth, fiery flying serpents, and the cockatrice. Excerpts from Derek Isaac's book, Dragons or Dinosaurs, follow. According to evolutionary-based assumptions, the existence of dinosaurs was supposed to be completely unknown to humanity until the 19th century. Therefore, before the year 1822, humanity was not supposed to have known about giant reptilian creatures that roamed the earth. 
If we give some room for error in early finds, we can confidently say that before the year 1800, no man was ever supposed to have known about the existence of large-scaled reptilian creatures on the earth. A British scientist named Richard Owen receives the credit for combining two Greek words, dinos and saros, which means terrible lizard, into one dinosaur. Owens did not invent the word dinosaur until the year 1841. Louis Jacobs, the former president of the Society of Vertebrate Paleontology, makes the same point about the impact of dinosaurs walking with man and what it would mean to the world once it was proven. Such an association, man and dinosaur, would dispel an earth with vast antiquity. The entire history of creation, including the day of rest, could be accommodated in the seven biblical days of the Genesis myth. Evolution would be vanquished. Jacob's language of referring to Genesis as a myth allows you to see his bias. He does not hold to the biblical worldview. Yet he understands that if dinosaurs and man walk side by side, the entire web holding together evolution, uniformitarianism, and the secular worldview is severed. Isaacs continues, Now that we are nearing the end of this study, I must share one profound truth that has affected me beyond anything else. These giant reptiles that have been called both dragons and then dinosaurs are the most documented, spoken of, feared, and held in awe of any creature in the history of planet Earth, save only humans. It is a fact that man existing with dinosaurs is one of the most recorded events in all of history, spanning over every tribe and nation, person and child. It was not isolated to religion, culture, or location. It was global. Isaacs lists a myriad of examples of dinosaurs living contemporaneously with man. One example follows. I will start with an article that first appeared in Creation Magazine in September of 2003. Philip Bell went on a fact-finding mission to the United Kingdom to see for himself the unusual carving on a bishop's tomb. Bell visited the Carlisle Cathedral in the United Kingdom to view an alleged engraving that was kept underneath the rug. The rug covered a tomb that is inlaid in brass. The tomb belongs to a Richard Bell, Bishop of Carlisle, A.D. 1410-1496. There is no family relation between the bishop and Philip, though. The brass artifact contained an image of the bishop dressed in his full priestly garb with cap and staff. But as Philip Bell correctly points out, there is a narrow piece of engraved brass that is roughly nine and a half feet long that runs along the edge of the tomb that has become of particular interest. To the casual visitor, a look at this large brass set in stone will reveal nothing out of the ordinary. But on closer inspection, one can see engravings of creatures that any 21st century child would instantly recognize as a dinosaur. Bell recognized that the bishop's tomb was sealed and decorated for over four centuries before such a creature was even on earth identified and named. End of quotes. The dragon, the icon of evolution, is also that of Satan himself. Can you imagine this? Revelation 12, 1 through 4 and verses 7 through 9. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, 
and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Evolution's doctrine of uniformitarianism and the vast antiquity of supposedly supported by dinosaurs, those terrible lizards, is vanquished by the word of God and his 6,000-plus-year-old earth. God proof number 209, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Science has come to the conclusion that all matter is a product of the energy of photons that are produced by the sun. Light energy creates physical things. The child of faith understands this principle, but at a higher level. God the Creator is light. And how about John chapter 8, verse 12? Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Now, science theorizes that energy is actually created by knowledge and understanding. Note Psalms 119, 130. The entrance of thy words giveth life. Proverbs 3:19. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God is light. God is all knowledge. Today's science is simply knocking on heaven's door. God proof 210, Psalms 75, 5 and 6. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. When a serious student of God's words sees a strange grouping of words in the scriptures, or as in this example, an apparent omission, he or she stops to consider, for surely a secret is in play. One direction is missing from verse 6 above. That direction is north. North is missing because promotion in all good direction comes from the north. This is because the north is where God resides in the third heaven. Psalms 48, verse 1 and 2, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Listen to Satan's vaunted but unaccomplished boast in Isaiah fourteen thirteen and 14. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. 
promotion and all good and perfect gifts come from the north. Even physical direction relies on things like magnetic north and the north star. God proof number 211, Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In the April 12, 2019 issue of the week, you'll find the following excerpts on the Health and Science page. For decades, neuroscientists have argued over whether or not humans can make new neurons after their brains stopped developing in adolescence. Now a team of Spanish scientists has found evidence that we do keep making fresh neurons well into our 90s, reports BBC.com. I believe we would be generating new neurons as long as we need to learn new things, says co-author Maria Lawrence Martin from the Autonomous University of Madrid. And that occurs during every single second of our life. Long before science begins to understand, God's Word is already there. Not only is our brain being constantly renewed, as the Scriptures declared 2,000 years ago with the additions of fresh neurons, but neuroscience now knows that meditation on the Word of God, worshiping, and attending church actually changes the physical form of the brain. God's Word says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And of course, that's exactly how it works. God proof number 212, Joshua 8, verse 1 and 28 and 29. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land. And Joshua burnt Ai, and made it an heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. And the king of Ai he hanged on a tree until eventide. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree, and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city, and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remaineth unto this day. In academia, there is a group of biblical detractors, favorably dubbed higher critics. As in all fields, and especially the field of archaeology, they have fallen on very hard times. Their datings, their findings, and their summations have been upended the very foundation of their biblical criticisms destroyed. The list of their defeats is long, spanning Adam and Noah and dinosaurs to Jesus Christ, his marvelous ministry, and the church. One archaeological subject briefly addressed on God Said, Man Said several years ago is again in the news. Answers Magazine, in their July-September 2013 issue, published a feature by Henry Smith titled, Getting Archaeology Right at AI, a portion of the feature follows. For many years, archaeologists excavated at a site called Etel, which they claimed was the AI of Joshua. The evidence from the site does not line up well with the Bible, so they concluded the biblical account was an error. The following assertion is fairly typical. Archaeology has wiped out the historical credibility of the conquest of Ai as reported in Joshua 7 and 8. The narrative of Joshua 7 and 8 provides us with numerous details, many of which Associates for Biblical Research has been able to verify. 
After excavating for over 10 seasons, they have revealed persuasive reasons to believe they have uncovered the lost city, the real one, AI. And they believe the discovered evidence confirms the biblical account. Kerbet L. McCorder fits every single requirement demanded by the biblical text. These exciting geographical and archaeological discoveries affirm what the serious Christian already knows. The Bible can be trusted in every detail it records because it is the word of the living God. We rejoice that he, in his sovereign providence, has allowed these ancient remains to be discovered and confirm the inerrant and infallible revelation of the incorruptible I am. End of quote. All 12 of the Bible's depictions concerning AI have now been certified. God's Word is a reliable history book, miracles and all. God Proof 213, Luke 16, 19 through 24. And there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. One can see the clear separation of the physical body and the spiritual body in these verses. God's Word teaches there is a spiritual body. The rich man's eyes are buried in the rich man's tomb, but he lifts up the eyes of his spiritual man in hell. The rich man recognizes Lazarus and Abraham and reasons with Abraham, but the rich man's brain is in the rich man's tomb. The rich man asks for Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool his tormented tongue, but the rich man's physical tongue is in the rich man's tomb. There is a physical body and a spiritual body. There are also disembodied spirits, evil spirits, seeking to possess a vessel, a body. In the July 2017 issue of Scientific American, one of the world's leading skeptics references those in the scientific community who have concluded that consciousness lives outside the brain and continues after death. A few sentences follow. The, uh, this idea is not too far afield from a real theory called quantum consciousness, proffered by a wide range of people, from physicist Roger Penrose to physician Deepak Chopra. Uh, some versions hold that our mind is not strictly the product of our brain and that consciousness exists separately from material substance, so the death of your physical body is not the end of your conscious existence. End of quote. Thousands of years ago, the scriptures teach what today's science is only just beginning to understand. Consciousness lives beyond the brain. The chronicling of thousands of near-death experiences also report the same phenomenon. God proof number 214, John 1, 4 through 9. In him was life, 
and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This, the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Lighting every man that cometh into the world? Science has begun to see this light. The January-February 2017 issue of Discover publishes the following in the article Spark of Light. For potential parents struggling with fertility, bright eggs might be good eggs. Scientists at Northwestern University announced in April that they had recorded flashes of light from human eggs that may be an indicator of egg quality. Fertility clinics can identify healthy human sperm based on their movement and structure, but evaluating eggs has always been much less straightforward. Now, thanks to these flashes, that task could get a lot easier. The sparks are associated with eggs expelling the mineral zinc after they're injected with sperm-like enzymes. The flashes, which appear as a halo around each egg, happen a few minutes after fertilization. Previous mouse experiments demonstrated that these flashes were more intense for higher-quality fertilized eggs. If these fertility fireworks are also indicative of egg quality in humans, a question the Northwestern team intends to investigate, doctors could non-invasively select the best eggs for in vitro fertilization. End of quote. The spark of life is Jesus Christ, the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And those fertilized eggs with more light are always the best. Jesus Christ is life and life more abundantly. He is the light of the world, most literally. I need to know God's word is true and righteous altogether. Every jot and every tittle, everything depends on it, absolutely everything. God said Psalm 74, 13 and 14. Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. God said, Jeremiah fifty-one thirty-four, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. God said, Luke sixteen twenty-three and 24, And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. God said, John chapter 1, 4 and 9, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Man said, There is no life after death. When it's over, it's over. So eat, drink, and be merry. Now you have the record.